Welcome to The Weekly, a podcast brought to you by Calvary Bible Church. With your host, Jay, in the booth today, I have a really great friend of mine. This is a bonus episode. Looking forward to giving you some bonus content before 2021 wraps up for those who listen to this right when it goes live. Thomas is in the house. How's it going, Thomas? Oh, Jay, it's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that I'm still one of your good friends. Oh, man, really good friends. Hope you're doing well. You doing well? Doing great. Can't complain. Great. When do you think snow will ever happen in Colorado again? I don't know. Depends on when someone's listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it already happened. Maybe it happened. Hey, we're recording this the last week of December, right before we go on Christmas break. And uh, this is a bonus episode. I wanted to take some time after the Hebrew series and just uh, give some content that I think it would be really helpful for me to hear. So I want you to hear it as well. I like when I do podcasts like that, things that I'm interested in. (laughs) I hate doing boring podcasts. I really do. (laughs) When I'm not interested, I'm like, look outside. There's a hawk. That's real. (laughs) Is there a hawk outside? No. Oh, man. Hey, man. I'm I'm glad you're in the booth. Hey, Calvary. You want to go to calvarybible.com, check out what's happening, wrapping up 2021, heading in 2022. This great things happening at Calvary. One of the biggest things I would say is the uh, marriage retreat happening in February. So if you're married, it's time to tune up your marriage. It's time to invest in your marriage. Come with all of us down to Colorado Springs in February. You can go to calvarybible.com slash events. Uh, after the third, there's a promo code for half off if you go to Calvary. So um, just mention you go to Calvary and we can go half off to the family Life Today Marriage Conference. It's called The Weekend to Remember. Hopefully, it will be memorable. You think it will be memorable? I think memories are made there. Um, I hope they're, they're good, <laughs> good memories. <laughs> but, you know, Chris and I are going down. We're going with our life group. Yeah. So, if nothing else, it's going to give great content for life group time later. Yeah, definitely. But my life group's going coming as well. So, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Working out the childcare, getting down there, right? Well, I don't even know who's watching our kids. <laughs> like, that's not figured out yet. Well, you got some time. So February, join us, calvarybible.com. Also, if you want to connect your students, you want to connect your kids into what happened in Calvary, just visit the website, click on your campus. Lots happening in 2022 here at Calvary. We're excited about that. So check it out. Okay, Thomas, I'm really curious about this. Um, I think most of us will probably be curious. What are you most thankful for in 2021? Mm. That's a good question. I mean, there's a lot to be thankful for. Um, as you know, Kristen and I try to record what has happened throughout the year. So at the end of the year, we kind of catalog what we're thankful for. And so that's coming up. Mm-hmm. To be able to look back and say, wow, I, I forgot that God did that, you know, and to strengthen our faith. Mm-hmm. And some of those things are brought forward from previous years. And so we remember what God had done you know, in years past, I think themes of thankfulness. Um, I really, I think the, the church, mm-hmm. this, this congregation is a sweet place. And I feel like as I talk to some of my pastor friends, they have not experienced the same 2021 I did. Right. Because they have a different congregation. And that, that's great. I think I just have a, spe- there's a special place in my heart for the people that we're doing life with. Mm-hmm. Um, not only my immediate life group, but then the community I live in and then the, the church that I serve with. Like they're just so good and kind to us. And you know, this this year, um, 
this congregation provided space for me to be on sabbatical. And that was an anticip- oh, yeah, unanticipated that, gift. That yeah. happened in 2021. I know. So another theme would be space. Mm-hmm. Like there was space this year to reflect on some things and think through some things and space to connect with my family and my wife and just good. Like it's just a lot of Lord's goodness. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of trials and hardships in, in every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think overall, I just look at those themes of in the community that God has placed me in and then space to process um, current events with him. Yeah. You, what do you think of 2021? Yeah. I mean, don't, don't say me. Yeah. But outside of outside of Thomas, <laughs> your spiritual mentor, yeah. who are you most thankful for? Oh, I'm most thankful for my wife, Kristen. <laughs> Let's just be honest there. But does she listen to this anymore? Does she no. wa- does she watch this now? <laughs> no way. Does she watch There's this podcast? No way. There's no way. She doesn't have time for me and like that. So um, you know, I would say there's a couple of things. I'm thankful for Calvary doing a pandemic so well. That's really tough. And it's been a tough year. And, you know, we've seen a lot of people get sick, hospitalized. We've seen people, um, you know, leave Calvary. We've seen people come to Calvary. We've, we've experienced a whole range of things. And I'm just super thankful for the people of Calvary. And there's just, like, these families around here that just bless me every week. You know, the, the constant serving, prayers. Oh, yeah. Serving in life groups, you know, leading life groups, investing in others. It's just wonderful to watch. And, you know, I I write all my life groups at Christmas time, Christmas cards. And this year I was like, majority of those Christmas cards got a little redundant over and over because I was just like, you inspire me to stay faithful. You inspire me to stay faithful. You inspire me. Like, it's just that's what 2021 was. I was like, okay, I'm in a community that's staying faithful. I can stay faithful. Yes. I'm in a community that's staying faithful. I can stay faithful. The Lord is faithful. You know, all those type of things were happening in 2021. I think one of my favorite moments in 2021 was um, the summer series, the summer playlist series. I thought it was really fun to hear everyone's favorite passage or the passage they think is really important for everyone to know. I thought that was really fun to sort of sit in that. And sorry you missed that on sabbatical, but that was one of those, like, Week in and week out, I was like, oh, this is, I can see why this passage speaks to you. I've seen you live this passage over years. So um, I thought that was really fun. One of my favorite things. That's great. Yeah. I, there is something about the people we serve with. Um, from, from time to time, people will remind me that, you know, we're in their prayers. Yeah. Like, hey, Thomas, we pray for the staff of Calvary every day. There's also a, a few people that will actually send me prayer emails right. of, what they're praying for me. So it's just an email with no need to respond. It's saying, dear Lord. And they just pray over me in this email. And it's just so fun to receive those from time to time of people who are faithfully praying with us. Mm-hmm. It's great. It is great. And where we were last year at this time, we were doing the prayer nights in December and we were about to regather in January of 2021 and just seeing what the Lord has done and protected us from, you know, like I think of the heart of Advent is a great indicator of like where people at Calvary are like just to see their generosity towards refugees, to see their generosity towards um, the step seminary, who's the Haitian brothers and sisters are just going through a horrific time right now. And to see our generosity towards our local communities, you know, it's just really fun. It just keeps me saying, okay, 
I can stay faithful. These people are faithful. Yeah. You know, I, and I'm, I'm weak like that. Maybe I just need a community to, um, inspire me to stay faithful. So. All right. So what would be your favorite, like non-church moment with kids and family this past year or with friends? Like, did did you get to do something that you've always wanted to do? Yeah. My kids and we, we took our family to Disney world. That's a, Oh man, yeah. that's sweet. Yeah, we pay for it. <laughs> Disney World is not cheap. Uh, you but, sold a kidney, right? Yeah, totally. I think you you sold body parts for that. But um, that was probably one of the best. The other one was in April last year. It was like after Easter. We got up with my brother and sister in law and their family to ski like the last day of the season, and the Lord blessed us with a powder day oh. in like late April. And it was the best ski, skiing I've done all year. The best my kids had ever skiing before. Like, it just popped. You know, it's like magical day on yes. the mountain. That was probably one of my favorite moments. What about you? What was the one thing outside of sabbatical? You can't use sabbatical because yeah. you were in that square foot trailer all summer. But what is one moment for you? Uh, you know, there there are plenty of those. Like, I think that family time skiing. Um, I think one that was unique this, this uh, fall was a buddy of mine, Andrew, He's a pretty avid bow hunter, and I've never actually been bow hunting, uh, different different other kinds of hunting, but I haven't been bow hunting, and I was always intrigued by it. And so he let me come with him on his bow hunt, and so I got to do my very first bow hunt this fall, and that was super fun. Mm. Yeah. You like doing that type of stuff, just being outside and yeah. walking? Yeah, you or? know, it is an armed walk through the woods <laughs> is mostly what hunting is. Uh, but, yeah, I just love being outside. And the difference with bow hunting, at least for me, was it began to teach you or teach me so many different things about observations of nature. So like tracking and um, what what does the weather, what does the sun, what does this moisture, what is, what is the land telling you about animals and, and habitats? And so you're, you're studying more of the outdoors than I ever had before. Yeah. So that was really fun. That was fun. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't even know you did that. Because of this podcast today, I learned something about you. The, the reason you didn't know that I did that is because we didn't come back with anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I shame. was like, hey, elk tenderloins, my friend, yeah. then you would have known. I'd be like, oh, what? Yeah. yeah. That's great. Okay. What's your favorite book this year? And outside the Bible and the bedtime book you read your kids, because I know Thomas is going to say some ridiculous comment before he tells me the real thing. What? I would never do that. I know you wouldn't. Uh, favorite right. book? I oh, mean, I've, I've read so many that are not fun for other people to hear about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying to think. So I guess a couple that would come to mind is actually one that I bought for my kids and for me to look at that we uh, just kind of poke around with is actually The Lost Art of Reading Nature Signs. This is like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's an outdoor clues to find your way. Uh, this guy, Tristan Gooley, writes it and actually just keep it kind of nearby in the house and we'll just read a chapter from time to time and just talks about, like, do you know how to navigate based on stars? And I'm like, nope. And yeah. I don't know. There's like, do you know what moss tells you? Do you know what, like, which flowers are in your region tells you about weather and spring and fall? And, and I was like, this is so fun. It's like God has embedded all these things in his creation. Right. And then we just observe them. And I don't know, it just leads me to like really enjoy being outdoors with my kids more. And it leads me to like worship. Yeah. Like, gosh, God is so cool. That's really cool. Do you find that it, it seems like as I've 
known you over the years, you really connect well with God in nature over and over again. Yeah, I think I think that's a I think that's that should be for all people. Let's just be honest. <laughs> you think so? I, I think I think there's something about if you live in the city, which I love the city too, but if you live in the city, there's a reason they make parks. Because you just need to go hug a tree, man. There are just times you just need to go hug a tree and smell a pine cone and be like, yeah, it's going to be okay. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think on different levels. But yeah. all right, so that's kind of a fun one. I think there's another one that I really appreciated was called the relational soul, moving from false self to a deep connection. And there's these two pastors that write about kind of the isolation and loneliness that we feel and how to be reconnected in community and know yourself and then to know God. That was a... That was a fun read. No other reason to, than just to read it, and super helpful and somewhat short. You know, I think it's on, under two hundred pages, Sweet. so you can digest that pretty fast. Yeah, that'd be really good. Any book like that is a really good read. Yeah, hard reads, but you're good. We good reads. Yeah. How Very about cool. you? You know, I think we did a few podcasts. Actually, some of the, my favorite books we actually recorded on this, but um, "Gentle and Lowly." Yeah, by Dane Ortley, Danny. No, no, Dane. Dane Ortlund. Yeah. It was really good. Um, one of the best books read, for sure. Um, you know, one of my non-spiritual fun reads that I, I read this year was Walden, and it was Walden's Pond. Oh, yeah. And I loved that book. Like, I read it twice this year. Really? Yeah. Um, just something about the degree of being in nature, self-sufficiency, um, a man's wrestling with himself. Um, I just love that book. This is one of my favorite books. And, you know, he, he ranks up there probably with some of my favorite authors of all time. Um, so that was a really good book. And he had a little section book called on the, it's like walking and sounds really lame, but um, it's sort of like the spiritual rhythms of walking. I thought was really helpful, especially coming out of that isolation period we did in 2020 with the pandemic, um, just reconnecting with our ourselves and with our surroundings and um, seeing what God's been up to. You know, I love walking Erie because I get to see it at a different pace than driving by these places. There's something about it that I really like. So that was one of my favorite books for sure. Walking is good. I remember uh, reading a biography about Meriwether Lewis this year, and he had written advice to young men, and one of it was get off your horse wow. and walk more, like walk 10 miles a day because riding your horse is making you lazy. Wow. I thought, you know, if Meriwether Lewis saw the horse that I drive. <laughs> <laughs> the horses. The horses I drive. He'd be like, you are the laziest man in the world. Yeah, that's really cool. So yeah, okay. walking. Um, think about all the, thinking about all the conversations, all the pastoral ministry, the hospital visits, the lobby time, the after church, the weekday, all the conversations you've had this year. What would you prescribe someone to grow their faith based upon what do you perceive people are at? What is, what is, what is something you would prescribe oh, everyone to do? Like RX prescription? Yeah. Dude, you got to give me some heads up on that question. Um, you know, honestly, it wouldn't be something super novel. Um, during the last two years, there's a real sense in my own personal life of God's transformation that is about faithfulness. 
uh, fruit of the Spirit, um, how we are changed from one degree to glory to another degree of glory as we behold. Like there's this, this mystery of I behold Christ. So like there's just this, in the morning, I'm putting my focus on the Lord, afternoon, evening, I'm meditating on things that he's, he's said in his word. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to memorize parts of that. And as I just behold it, like I'm just looking at it all the time, the spirit is transforming me. And it's just like this slow, moment by moment, inch by inch, foot by foot, long transformation. And, you know, hallelujah for those incredible moments of breakthrough where people have, where it's like, bam, punctuation. God got a hold of my life and the Holy Spirit set me free. Totally. But the development of character and faith isn't that. Um, it is slow. And so, I don't know, I think if I were going to give a prescription, it'd be like, Sounds kind of redundant, but get in the word. Um, and here's why. Because Psalm 1 opens up with, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is on the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. And then it describes this man, this woman, this person. It says, they are like a tree planted by streams of water. Like the word is the water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that they do, they prosper, and the wicked are not so. They're like shaft, like burn up, and the wind just drives it away. And I think my only prescription would be faithfulness. Like you kept saying that earlier. I was like, oh, yeah, I think that, that's it, is be faithful. Like just put yourself, plant yourself in God's word, plant yourself in God's community, and let God's spirit do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, morning and evening, put your mind to these things. Put your put your prayer life to these things. And I just love the description of, they're like a tree, and the tree right. is planted somewhere by the stream of water, and it's, it's, its leaf doesn't wither. Like, if you, if you go to, like, Southern California, like, winter is, like, a darker shade of green, or, you know, it's, like, browner right. a little bit, sort of. But, like, the, it, you know, it keeps its leaves. It's like a, um, an evergreen, where it keeps its needles, where then there's a season it produces fruit. And I think that's just, we, we, get, in, we get frustrated, or I get frustrated, like how come every season isn't this fruit-producing season, life transformation for me or for others, or why does it seem like it's harder right now than other times? It's like, just settle down. As the righteous person, this, this woman who sits herself in God's word and just focuses on the Lord, she is like a tree that's alive. That's what it means where the, the, the leaf doesn't wither. Like They're still living. You can tell they're living. And then when the season's right, that faithfulness, that... Um, that connection to the nutrients and the soil, it then will produce a fruit. And so I think that's probably my only prescription is like, hey, your Christian faith is ordinary. It's regular. It's day in and day out. Stop looking for the conference. Stop looking for that, that moment. Like if that comes, hallelujah, praise Jesus. I hope it does. Mm-hmm. But as a mom, as a dad, doing laundry, doing diapers, going to work, um, those are just holy moments to just keep being faithful. And then watch fruit produced. Yeah, that's really good, Thomas. I really. I don't know what what practices of faithfulness do you think you see in people, even in dry seasons? Mm-hmm. That you're like, you know what? That's what I want to add to my life. Yeah, I would say it's someone who opens up the Word daily, for sure. Um, their Bible is always next to their favorite seat chair in the house, favorite spot. They always have it on them. It's always on the dashboard of their vehicle. Uh, if they're, you know, drive a lot. Um, I think that would probably be it. That and those people tend to have a plan. You know what I mean? Like um, whatever their Bible reading plan is, if it's fast, if it's slow, if it's 
it's always some there's always some game plan yeah. for what they're doing. So that's a good point. I mean, like, unless I plan to read, and, I, and I, when I say like I read, like I want the Word of God to inform a prayer life, mm-hmm. inform an active life. It's not just like a passive reading, right? Right. Um, but you got to plan for that. Yeah, I, you do. Rarely do I sit down and the Bible just open up in my life. <laughs> no doubt. You know, it's like, yeah, my I don't my finger doesn't find the Bible app on my phone as quickly as it does, you know, something else. Yeah, with the news or sports or totally. texting somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very true. And I think, um, you know, I going back to Psalm one, I've, I've read that a lot in the last like year and I've read, um, Eugene's Peterson. He writes the message version of that. And I, I don't read it all the time, but I, I looked it up to see what he was saying. He says that you're a tree replanted in Eden. And mm-hmm. I like that word picture of a tree that, goes sort of back to the garden where no matter what season it was, it was an always in a fruitful season. And um, I think that's a really important scripture to memorize, to meditate on, to slow down on um, if you have never done that. And let it just sort of transform you as you read it over and over. Super important. Do you, do you think there's a sense in your own life or in others that you see as we talk about book recommendations. Like there's just like one book, they're like one book away from solving the Christian faith. Totally. No doubt. No doubt. And I'm sort of done with it. You know what I mean? I've been in the game long enough. I've been a Christian long enough to see it's usually driven by hype. Yeah. You know, and that's where it's hard to give book recommendations, but there's some useful books out there. So we're not saying don't read a book, just saying, just expect something different out of it. Yeah, and I, I'm really bad at recommending books to people. Mm-hmm. And the reason is when a book really impacts me, I just assume that was for me. Yeah. You know, and it, it, I think that the tendency is like, this was so good. You got to read this book. And yeah. It's like, it might not be good for them but because that was just for you. And let that just fill your reservoir and see how that spills over later in life as opposed to, like just be in this, um, what's the word? Like a, like I don't know, like a a, a ditch where it just like everything flows in and flows out, yeah. like an irrigation ditch. No doubt. Like let let it well up in you, and then let it spill over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's where I think good. just that word of faithfulness of yeah, just keep rooting yourself in here. I know it seems ordinary. I know it seems routine, but that's what we need. Yeah, my recommendation would. Be do it slower than you want to do it, mm. too. So many, so many years, so many, so much of my time in the Bible has been rushing through to get somewhere. And there's at times there's that's really good. That's that's really good and what you need. But most often, you miss some things when you're rushing. Yeah. So I'm I'm usually rushing. Bible reading plans and those to do lists are horrible for me because I'm just trying to check it off for the day. Yeah. And. It's more of a slow approach of letting letting the words seep in, let them do their work, let God transform you, like you're saying, I think is more valuable than just getting off the to-do list for the day. One of the ways that I've seen a subtle change in my reading that's been helpful is I, for the longest time forever, really, I would open a new passage in the morning and then try to like let that passage inform the day. But honestly, 
by my first phone call, first time I opened up my email, first conversation, I've already forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm opening a new passage in the, in the evening before I go to bed. And then in the morning, I'm picking that back up. Mm-hmm. And I'm letting that passage sit in my mind overnight, almost like the last movie you watched informs your dreams. Yeah, you know? totally. Or that last pizza you ate. Yeah. Not slice, I mean the whole thing. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> uh, yes. So like the last thing I put in me is... Uh, something new for my reading. And then in the morning, I'm drawing it back up and thinking about it again. And kind of that carries me through the day. And then the new th- new thought comes in the evening. That's really good. It, it's, it's helpful for me. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good practice for everybody. Yeah. I would prescribe also that you get serious about praying and you figure out how you do it best. There's, I mean, there's books on it. There's some really great resources out there. You can learn from dear saints, present, past, that have prayed and how they've prayed, and that might help you. But I think learning how you're going to pray is an essential work. And I'm more convinced of that after 2021. Yeah. And maybe that's what I've gotten a little more serious about how I pray, or maybe I read books on prayer and that sort of informed. But that's what the Lord definitely pressed upon me this year was just get a little more serious about praying, you know, how to pray. That's good. Yeah, and it doesn't look like you, and it it shouldn't, and it probably doesn't look like someone of our listeners, but um, I think the Lord definitely delights when we meet with them like that and really learn how to do it. All right, so just kind of stir our imagination a bit. What are some ways that people pray that might be different? Because I think for some people who don't pray, like it just all seems the same. Like I go through my list and then, 30 seconds later, I'm done. Right. So what are, just kind of stir our imagination. Yeah. I think, a, so there's some ways in which you can journal your prayers. So take your list and then actually write down a prayer for that person for the day in a journal. Slows you a little down for that day. It helps you make, you'll see your redundancies of prayers. and It'll change how you pray. I think a prayer list is a really good practice to have days of the week in which people's names are on. Um, you know, there's other ways to pray that I think are super helpful that I've, I've seen that are helpful for others. Some are like setting reminders on the phone for morning, lunch, evening. Other times it's, um, like morning and evening or just morning, which, you know, everyone's different in their rhythm. Uh, another way in which people have prayed is they read prayers instead of actually praying prayers. So they read the old prayers of like, the book of common prayer. And that's helpful for people. I think, um, you know, I, I, I keep thinking about this and I just should say it, it's prayer by Richard Foster. It's a really great introduction to, <laughs> sorry, a lot of ways to pray. Um, so that's helpful resource. Another one is people that actually just pray by sitting in silence for a longer period of time and letting the Lord tell them something instead of them telling the Lord yeah. something. And that, I think that's a really intriguing way to pray as well. Some pray the Lord's Prayer. That's another way to pray, just to memorize that. And you pray that a few times every day, and that will inform your prayers as well. So the scriptures have a lot of prayer in them. Um, go to Bible Gateway, select prayer, and sort of mind your way through about a hundred and I think there's 192 references on prayer. Hmm. 
170 or something like that last time I looked. And just start reading how the Bible prays, how people of faith pray. That's a great way to pray too. So those are probably some of the ways I would say to people. Go to prayer meetings. So if Calvary has a prayer night, you should go. If the life groups have a prayer night, you should go. Um, there's a lot of different ways. And be receptive. And, you know, what works for you might not work for someone else. And what worked for you at one time might not work again. So um, I think the Lord does that so it doesn't become religious. Yeah. That's legalistic. Good. So That's good. Yeah. Those are some ways. Okay. Last question. What are you hopeful for in 2022? Mm. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I think I'm really hopeful that God continues to move. I mean, I, I know he will. Um, so it's kind of a silly thing. Like I hope he does. Um, but I know he does. So it's kind of like our hope of, right. It, it's the certain confidence of things not seen yet. Yeah. And so that's what I'm hopeful is I've seen him move so much in the last two years in ways that like I never could have scheduled, programmed, whatever in people's lives. You right. know I mean? Like he has just turned things upside down and people have had to respond and had to trust more and investigate. Do they really believe this? And I'm just, I honestly, I'm just hungry for more of it. Mm. And there's something in me that just feels like, okay, 2021, we had a little respite in the summer, it seemed like from a bit of, of chaos, but 2022 might be a bit more tumultuous. Mm-hmm. And when I see all that happening, I think, man, God, you're up to something. Like you're just mm-hmm. up to something. And I want to lean in and I want to want to put myself in a yielding spirit of, all right, God, I'm in. I'm mm-hmm. totally into what you're up to in my own personal life. Like whatever content you bring to my life, I'm just going to assume that's the curriculum for my faith. And so whatever comes in 2022 is the curriculum that I needed. It wasn't the book that I went and found at Barnes & Noble. It's this life circumstance to, to teach me to trust you, to abide in you, to love better, to be less prideful, more humble, you know, whatever it is. Right. And I just hope that that's the posture of the people that we're doing this Christian community with, mm-hmm. that we're all eager to see God move, and then we have this yielding spirit to say, all right, God, I'm in. I'm in for whatever you got. Yeah. Show me what it is for my own faith, my own journey mm-hmm. that I need to work through. That's really good, Thomas. It's really good. It's a great reminder for all of us. Really good. Cool, man. Well, hey, Calvary, we're so thankful you've listened in today. I think that's a really great end to this podcast, this bonus podcast. You didn't know this was coming, neither do I, but we got Thomas in the booth and hope you've been blessed by our conversation today. We look forward to what God will be doing in 2022. We'll be back in the new sermon series, Beyond Blue. Thomas, what is that all about? You know, from the most of our teaching is through the books of the Bible, and uh, we'll be back into a book shortly after, uh, Jan- after January, but we're going to take four weeks and just talk about our spiritual and kind of mental health. Um, we know that there's been a toll, and the Bible has a lot to say about that, of just despondency, discouragement, fear, anger, doubts, and how to build a reservoir of hope within us. And so we're going to take four weeks in January and dive into this series of Beyond Blue. How do you move beyond blue mm-hmm. to where you're really sensing God's spirit in you? Really cool. Really cool. We hope you join us. Like always, Calvary, you can go to calvarybible.com, find out what's happening at your campus. Always reach out to us at the weekly at calvarybible.com. We'd love to hear from you. So many of my friends have been writing me lately. They're giving us uh, some insights to their life. We made some top tens of podcasts in some people's 
Spotify accounts, which was pretty cool. Sweet, man. And I would love to hear from listeners if they're going to email in and what was their best book they read. Mm. I'd love to build my library. And uh, what were they most thankful for? And then how are they praying? And what are they looking forward to 2022? If you share that with us, we would love to hear it. That's great, Thomas. All right. Thanks, friends. Have a great day, and we will see you very soon.